All right. Well, welcome to Second Breakfast once again. I'm Good. Phil. That's I'm Lucas. It. So, what are we doing here, Lucas? Well, today we are going to dive right into some breakfast and start with a little bit of orange juice. All right. So, which is our Gen Z word of the week. I feel so, like before, before we get too far, go ahead and explain really briefly what Second Breakfast is. Why do we call it that? So, Why is it Second Breakfast? When Jesus is at the well, the disciples come back with food and they're like, man, like, are you hungry? And he's like, no, I've been doing the will of my father. Hey, that's, that's my food. The will of the Father. That's really super paraphrased. It's Lucas Lunsford translation. But right. essentially, doing the will of my Father is my food. And so, this second breakfast is after you've had your pancakes or whatever else you like to eat. This would be like the spiritual fulfillment you need in your yeah. in your morning. So, yeah, we don't. Yeah. We can't just have regular pancakes. Yeah, we need spiritual pancakes too. So well, that's spiritual why we're waffles, actually. Spiritual waffles. Better. So yes. we discussed that last week. <laughs> waffles greater than pancakes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's the icy of, of, of breakfast. So the <laughs> or Slurpee. Slurpee. Yes, the syrup Slurpee. So anyway, so as we dive into orange juice, our Gen Z word of the week, this week's word, and I want you to tell me what you think it means, is John. J-A-W-N. <laughs> oh, man. I'm old. Yeah. John. That's true. I, I, I have absolutely no uh, no idea i mean i have no idea well i know so one of the scripture as iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another okay you can translate that to as john sharpens john one john sharpens another john <laughs> if that helps so john what well, it it means a, a guy a dude no, well, yes, but also John is a person, place, or thing. Essentially, any noun, you can replace it with John. That, that's a nice John. You know, and on a podcast, if we use John regularly, I don't know if anyone would ever understand what we're so talking about. So it's a way for you to speak without actually saying anything. That's right. It's like most politicians. You just <laughs> say something, but really you never say anything. That, that's amazing. Deep. I mean, when you think about the evolution of... Excuse me. You know, number one rule in podcast, Phil, is you silence your phone. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks in a row, everybody. Last week was me. This week was Phil. All right. One for Lucas, one for Phil. So if you think about the evolution of language, this is like like the opposite. This is like de-evolution yeah. of it's language. Like going, I mean, it's the same thing as now we use emojis instead of words. Right. So it's the yeah. same. You know, you're going back to hieroglyphics. But I don't know. Um, emojis have almost more meaning than words, like multiple words in an emoji. They're like yeah. a really efficient way yeah. of saying something, whereas John... It does. And I think it's one of those things, too. Every generation has its lingo, and different things stay and different things go. So I'm really hoping John doesn't stick around. So. Yeah, I, I don't have big hopes for that. But I, yeah. but now I don't know if I would know. I guess I know how to use it. Yeah, you just any anyway, really. That's yeah, a nice it's, John. It's kind of. It's not a verb. You're not Johnning, but he don't John. You yeah, don't John. Of course, it could become a verb. Hey, you never know. There's a lot of words in the English language that can be used in any yeah. part yeah. of. This. We won't mention any of those words. They usually have four letters, so <laughs> you don't use those. Wow. Okay, we went there. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas went there. Dang straight, Phil. <laughs> All right. So as we dive in, we've had our orange juice. I hope you thought it was delicious. Oh, that was that was a nice tasty. cup of John. Um, <laughs> better than not as good as a cup of Joe, but a John a John a John a John. I had a nice John a John. Well, this uh, last Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, 
And it was... Uh, Hey! I, I won't go all the way through that. I'm a huge Chiefs fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Colts <laughs> fan, so this season was not not good yeah. for me. Um, I cried a lot, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm very sorry. The Colts <clears throat> did well for a while, and then... Yeah, yeah, we could talk about that for a couple days, but I won't <laughs> delve all the way into the Colts yeah, because we're not in, not in Indiana. No so, one cares. So our... I mean, when I grew up in Kansas City, um, when I was a little kid, is when they won their last Super Bowl. So we're gonna, you know, I, I'm 56. Mm-hmm. So that was I was six when they won their first Super Bowl, and now 56 when they won their their next Super Bowl. Growing up in Kansas City, everybody is a Chiefs fan. So, but people around here are they're more into college, yeah, football because of OU and OSU and. You know, it's it's more college sports. When I grew up, it was the NFL. Yeah, I know. Like for my mom, growing up, they would watch the Dallas Cowboys every single Sunday. Yeah, and that well, that was the thing. And I think what you have is OU has been good for a long time, and yeah. Dallas has really been mediocre for a long time. And when you have that kind of paradigm, it really shifts. And so I think if you get into it, the next era, if Dallas can be good again somehow. Then maybe maybe you'll see a shift yeah, back in Oklahoma. You, you so. really are kind of in Chiefs country now here in Tulsa. Yeah, that's a good. This last few weeks, at least. Well, really, this season since Mahomes. Yeah, uh, the past two years. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been crazy. So yeah, and that's in Oklahoma City. There's a few Chiefs fans I knew, but mostly Dallas Cowboys. But now being up here, it's been yeah. different. Really different. Yeah. So, but anyway, so the Super Bowl is kind of a crazy cultural American event. Like, there's yeah. nothing quite like it. Uh, it's the most watched event in television. Um, you know, you have over 100 million people that are tuning in to see this every single year. And it seems like everybody ha- who has seen me, I've been wearing my Chiefs hats the last two weeks, almost every day. And almost everyone who has seen me has just started a conversation with me yeah. about the Chiefs or their team. Or, and a lot of them are now, do you ever excited have- about the Chiefs. You ever have those times when you're wearing, like like I always wear an OU hat most of the time, right. where people will walk up to you and they're like, oh, man, go Chiefs. And you're just like, how did they know I was a Chiefs <laughs> yes, fan? Yes, yeah. yeah, those are kind of embarrassing. The I'm hat, like, though, I don't usually wear hats, <laughs> so I remember I'm wearing a hat. Oh, yeah. So I'm not usually a hat guy, but I've been wearing, I've been wearing these hats. Mostly because I can't afford the NFL gear. The jacket that I want is 120 bucks, 130 bucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a super rich listener that just wants to send you that gift. You Amen. know, bless you in that way. If you're out there. <laughs> we speak in faith. <laughs> no, but but the the Super Bowl really is just this huge party and there's something for everybody. And even if your team doesn't win, you, you know, you're you've watched a lot of different stuff. And so this year, one of the things that was super crazy was the halftime show. Uh, right? And I think every year it's pretty wild. Um, it is, yeah. But but this year, I think it caught everyone's attention because they brought in two female artists, right? Who who are known for dancing? Yeah, I mean, as it were. I mean, a slang term. Here's another uh, word of the day for you: a slang term for a woman with a large butt is a J Lo. So J-Lo. I mean, that's where we're we're right. where, the, both of these women and hips don't lie a Shakira's thing. So right, both of these yeah. women are known for this and. So just just a couple of things I wanted to just talk about with this halftime show, especially as a believer. I mean, wow! If you are of the world, then it doesn't. I mean, that's great. I mean, I don't sure. I don't think if you if you don't have the morals from God, 
And I don't right. think you would see anything wrong with this. And really, even the last year, wherever you had uh, everybody, you know, the guys walking around shirtless and, and right. sexualizing themselves, you wouldn't have seen a problem with that either. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, nobody was naked, per se. Completely. No. No, but they, I, get, I don't know, I've never been to a strip club, but most of them aren't <laughs> naked at strip clubs either. And so, and I don't have a good point of reference because, again, I haven't right. been. So maybe that was a completely different type of pole dancing than what you're getting at a strip club. <laughs> but still, and I understand Jennifer Lawrence did a movie about a pole dancer, but maybe this just speaks again that we are flocking to see a movie about pole dancing and it's culturally acceptable that maybe this is just kind of showing our depravity in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's tough because I historically we just turn off the halftime show. This year, my daughter-in-law, who is uh, she is a dancer. Well, she's really a ballroom dance instructor. Oh, wow. That's instructor. Cool. But dance to her, you know, she gets it. To her, it's like a sport. And so she really wanted to watch it because she said both these women. J-Lo is 50. Shakira is like 46 or 44. I don't remember exactly which. She's in her mid-40s. And she said they're both such amazing athletes, dancers. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we'll watch. <laughs> you, know, like, you knew I was coming. <laughs> and, you know, uh, it was it was intense. Sultry. For a guy who I really try hard to be. Pure, just exactly. to keep, guard my eyes. You know, the word says, "I'll put a guard over my eyes and uh, my heart." Yeah, and I and I I try to do that. So I mean, of, usually just don't watch stuff like that. And it's described as an art form, and I would completely agree. I mean, it's causing an emotional response. You're glued into it if you're watching something like that. Like you cannot look away. So I right. would say. I mean, I, I've never been to an art museum or anything, but I have seen different pieces of art, and you're just like, whoa. Or like music that you can't Wait, you've never listening. been to an art museum? No. Really? No, I've been to a science okay. museum. I've been okay. to... We have to take Lucas to an art museum. Yeah, i gotta get, I got to be cultured. <laughs> when I was growing up, I thought I'd be super cultured and like have all these this, this palette that I just knew exactly what I liked. And as I've grown older, I realized it's, it doesn't work that way. Like, well, I'm that's, like, that's a painting. That's interesting. So, you grew up in Oklahoma City area, yeah. right? So is there a big art museum in Oklahoma City? There is. There's a few. Um, one of the ones, there's a hotel... That actually like has a huge art, like not huge, but an art museum attached, which is kind of cool. Um, there's a lot of street art and stuff. I know there's a huge, uh, an artist from New Zealand came and painted a huge painting of right. mural of Stephen Adams outside in the, you know, in the city. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if there's a. I mean, I'm sure there is a huge art museum. I just that's not my yeah. cup of tea, if you will. Well, anyway, that's not what we're talking about. But no. I, I grew up in Kansas City where there's a big museum and everybody, the kids, we you well, all and even go here, to the, the Philbrook is a big exactly. deal. And there's yeah. an, even they a take couple all more the kids so. to these art museums. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but coming anyway. back, this form yeah, of art, back. and like, I can agree that it it would it's very enamoring to watch, and yeah. it's a talent. But it, it is. is they're talented, and I thought it's really impressive. I mean, for me as a guy in his fifties, it's impressive <laughs> to me that any person almost my age could be in that good of physical I mean, condition. Any I look person at, at all, <laughs> really? Yeah, I right. mean, my hips don't move like that. So yeah. That's and that's the other thing my daughter-in-law pointed out is how difficult those Latin moves are. 
Right. They're extremely difficult. Which, and I think, too, this, the calling it an art form, and it is, and, and then there's people like her who will see this style of dance and can really appreciate it right. for what it is and see it as from that side and the technical difficulty and right. all of that. And that's amazing. The problem yes. is, is of the 100 million people viewing this, you may have had, you know, maybe a 1,000 that were seeing right. it as that. Yeah. And, and then the rest... Of the guys watching, at least, probably, are just sitting there going, man, she hot. She a snack. Right. <laughs> she a snack. That's another Gen Z where there's a bonus. She a snack. Yeah. Wow. And that's a perfect segue into what I want to ask you. What's the problem with women, you know, uh, being, quote, unquote, proud of their bodies, you know, showing themselves and uh, doing these things that are sexually attractive and and uh, alluring. What's the problem with that? Well, I'm glad you asked, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) And because we are two guys talking about something like this, I want to make sure we're jumping directly into Scripture and not just voicing our opinions, because I want to make sure we're taking Jesus' words and allowing them to speak for us. And so when he is on the Sermon on the Mount, he said, "You, you know, you've heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, if you lust for a woman in your heart, then you have already committed adultery with her. In your heart. In your heart. So not not physically, obviously. Right. It's not magic. It is this thing where as guys, we naturally, and I can't speak for girls, so maybe some of them too, but where you naturally, you see... A sexy lady, and if you let your eyes dwell on her, all of a sudden you're lusting for her. Right. And, you know, we could talk about self-control. So when we say lust, what do we mean? You're talking about a desire. I mean, literally that word is like a strong desire. Yes. You strongly desire her for... In a, in a physical, sexual way. Exactly. I don't, I don't, know I don't think how it's much more clear to it, get about that. Right, and, and we don't have to draw a clear line here where we're. I mean, there is a clear line drawn where don't lust for her, but right. I don't think we have to describe every way that that lust can no. go. And that's going to be different for different people. I think there's a there's a moment for different guys where it becomes lust. Exactly. Uh, honestly, some guys, and and I I'm ashamed to say there was a time in my life where I was very programmed. To lust, and oh, yeah. almost every time I saw a female at all, I I was there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I think the solution and is I probably think a lot of guys lock, are there. Lock all middle school boys, high school boys in a room <laughs> in and a room. just or let them girls, wait until they get the older. Yeah, <laughs> figure something out. No, but no. I think it's that 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 lust really doesn't start whenever it's actually like oh all of a sudden it's lust. It's really that second glance or that yeah. when you're starting to let your eyes dwell on that. And so, yeah. I mean, I know the halftime show, I kept, we fast forwarded through it. And then when, until we saw uh, Yankee Doodle Daddy, Yankee Doodle, da- Yankee da- Doodle Daddy, Yankee Daddy, that's him. Uh, and thought he was Eminem for half a second until we unpaused it and realized, no, that's not, that's not enough talent to be Eminem. Um, so anyway, and then we fast forwarded through the rest. But then I kept seeing it on YouTube and on Facebook and on I- Instagram and like just these pieces where it was coming through. And then I saw the arguments from both sides about why this was not good and why it was good. So, but anyway, every one of them had a picture or the video of the whole show and this whole thing. And it was like, I just had to keep scrolling, keep scrolling because I'm not going to let my eyes right. dwell. And if I let it dwell play, then that. it's like, boom, there it is. Right. Um, yeah, that's, uh, you know... So I'm going to ask you this question. So wh- what does Jesus mean when he says uh, – and I really – I'm asking you this so I can answer the question because I, I have a thought I want to throw in here. But I'll ask you first, what, 
what does he mean when he says you've committed adultery with her in your heart? What's what's the problem he's pointing out? Well, if you're going to answer the question anyway, why don't you go ahead? If you've already got the answer, I don't need to think. Yeah, sorry about that. So, no, you're good. That's a, that's a terrible thing to do. But anyway, uh, so when he says it's in your heart, I think I think the thing we have to remember is that you know Christianity is not a set of rules. Right. It's not like you're going to lose points because you don't go to heaven because you were good. Ten points. You good. don't you don't go to hell because you were bad. You're justified or you're approved by God mm-hmm. based on your faith in Jesus. Oh, for sure. Your life is found in your heart. And you will not experience life at all if you don't guard your heart. Yeah. And when you lust, it it smears garbage all over this pure heart that God has put inside of you, and you don't experience life. Yeah, it's like every time you sin, it's just it's death. It's the opposite of life. Yeah. So even though we have eternal life in Christ, we we have that as a guarantee. You don't experience life unless you live and allow that purity and that the life of Jesus to be all in all to you, to be everything to you. Does that make sense? That does make kind sense. Of letting, kind of protecting it, let, just letting it be the thing, and, and we, don't, we don't put any, we don't mess anything. Yeah. I think for, mess with it. in that, like, as Christians, we're called to do difficult things, right? Yes. Like, and so, yes. we're not sitting here going like, guys, you're a bunch of dummies for looking at this stuff, right? right? Like, we understand it's difficult. Totally. And, but, but when we understand it more of as this is death, this is poison yeah. that we're looking at, not this is a forbidden fruit. Like this is something great that God's like, no, you don't get it. Right. <laughs> right? right. He's not laughing at us and like, you stupid. Right. No, right. he loves us. Right. And he knows that this is bad for us. Yeah. Which kind Some of, things, there are, there are things that are going to give you life and things that are going to suck life, life yeah. out of you. And that's the line between life and death, between sin and righteousness, if exactly. you want to use biblical terms. Sin there, those are things that suck life out of you. Yeah, it'll take <laughs> it right. Time, right? Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It is. And I think that kind of segues me into the next point I wanted just to talk about this just a little bit because we did see a lot of Christians showing outrage on Facebook over this and a lot, you know, how can I let my young kids watch this with me and this is ridiculous. And, and, and as a believer, I agree with them. However, I think one of the things is how can we expect the world who does not know Christ to not act like the world? Exactly. You know, it's whenever you we can't. have whenever we have students come into the ministry that haven't ever been to church and they act like they've never been in church. I'm not like, oh man, you're so dumb. You've never been to church. No, like you don't know how to act. <laughs> right. And I think that's what we've got to understand is like, yeah, the world loves lust. Yeah. Like, look at a cologne commercial. Well, yeah. <laughs> look at. Uh, any commercial for anything exactly unrelated to to sexuality at all. I mean, Carl's Jr. sold burgers by showing mostly <laughs> naked women and nasty, how, greasy cheeseburgers <laughs> by showing both are bad for your heart. Both are, but yes. maybe that's how the, that's the relation, Phil. They are. It's but true. I think that my point here is in the church, we should be talking about this with our young men and with our young women, and on podcasts like this that are geared towards. Our, our students and our believer, you know, believers and, and our members of, of our church and these things. But on Facebook, on Twitter, on these things where we're talking to the world, yeah. we can't come out and be like, you bunch of sluts, like you've got to stop. Right. Because – Well, 
And here's the question. Why do people act like the world? The problem is that their hearts, they need Jesus. Exactly. But they do it because they need Jesus. The people that do the things that drive you crazy, they do it because they need Jesus. And the, way, the only way to get them is to love them. Yeah. And that's that's the deal. Whenever we stop looking at it as all about me and me not sinning, you know, and this is right. causing me to stumble, and yeah. more look at it as exactly. there's a whole world of sinners that need that's Jesus. Right. How can I love them best? How can I use my words to reach them? Because I don't know about you, but in all of my life, whenever someone's come at me and be like, you idiot, you're doing it wrong, I shut them off. I am not going to listen to you at that point. Because you've you just done ticked me off. Like you That's didn't right. come to me in love. Why would no. I listen to you now? Yeah. And so for us as Christians, if we the first thing out of our mouth is "you dirty sinner," then Absolutely. they don't care what we say. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the biggest problem in the world is not uh, is not politics. It's not you know. Uh, it's it's not the the environment. It's not uh, the economy. It's not gang violence or gun violence the biggest problem in the world is that people wake up in the morning and they live for themselves yeah they think about me 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 what can i get and i I was going to say that's you know the thing that bothers me i think the thing that's so wrong about uh this kind of sexual entertainment is the now i'll use a big word the objectification of women oh my goodness the objectification of people this is only episode two created in god's image for whom Jesus died, we're we're using them as objects for yeah. our own pleasure, and that's you know that's not that's a that's so selfish. Exactly, we're just being so selfish, and exactly. I think selfishness is the the center of exactly. all that. I mean, and that's yuck. we the objectification, and we're taking them and making them just an idol for ourselves to yeah. to essentially worship and lust for, and um. Yeah. I know as I – in college, I wrote a, a research paper on um, the problem with pornography. And oh. the, the the world understands it's wrong too, I think, a lot of people. But there's this just – there's a huge percentage of these, these girls in pornography that are being raped. And they are yeah. sex slaves, you know, and that's their whole life now. And they were and taken they from – they become objects, not just in – see, on, on the Super Bowl halftime show – we're making them, if we lust after them, we're making them objects in our minds. You're talking about women, who, young girls who have been made to be objects in a, in a very practical wake up in the morning, this is my life. Exactly. Sense. Yeah, yeah, I am worth nothing more than than. And how devaluing that is. Exactly. And I think Ugh. so as Christians, as believers, here's our takeaway from this. Love your neighbor. Right, yeah. like all these people are in it. Love them. Don't come at them spitting hate. And yeah. but in your life, eliminate this poison. Yeah. Right. As a young man, you cannot grow in Christ if you are stuck in porn. As a young woman, you cannot grow in Christ if you are lusting after others. You right. have to take and say, my holiness in Christ is much more important than this gratification yeah. for a few seconds. Yeah. Um, and Colossians so, three says, Christ is your life. Yeah. You don't live what you experience. Outside of Christ is not life. Yeah. It's not. doesn't work. So today, as we were, we're about run out, running out of time, I wanted to hit that hard truth, which is our oatmeal. But I feel like we had oatmeal for breakfast today. Like it was just <laughs> a did. whole bunch. It is a hard. It's, it's a that hard fiber that really is going to just help us push the poop of our life out. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good description, but makes me feel better about it. 
And so that hard truth, we really tackled it a ton today. (laughs) So I don't don't think we need to harp on the oatmeal anymore. You don't, you don't have to have a big bowl and a little bowl. So, but we do want to get to the the waffle, right? That little bit of culture. That that, sweet, the donut. Yeah. The the maple glaze, cinnamon roll. Slurpee of syrup. Just, (laughs) yeah. Just so wonderful. Um, so I just I thought maybe that today is well. If you don't know, listeners, we film on Thursday. So today is the NBA trade deadline at three Eastern time. So there's just a whirlwind of trades going on. Last night, Clint Capella got traded to the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know if either team won the trade, but that's okay. Um, so there's just all this trading going on. The NBA season, NBA season is going well. I personally rooting for the Bucks. To win it all, OKC doesn't have a much of a chance Giannis to make it all the way. Antetokounmpo. Yes. It's amazing. When he first came in the league, no one could be. Giannis, <laughs> which sounds awful. So, But now everybody knows Giannis Antetokounmpo. So this famous spreading. Um, what a guy. What an athlete. It's I know. Incredible. And it's crazy. The NBA just transcends the sport, right? Like. Fashion culture follows the NBA now. Yeah. Like these guys release shoes. Russell Westbrook's huge in it, and so just like all of this stuff, sneaker heads come from basketball shoes mostly. Yeah, it's just and insane. It, you know, Westbrook and Chris Paul and some of those guys have changed men's fashion. Oh, for sure. I mean, those suits the last three or four years, those have really that's become the thing. Yeah. I mean, I know when I'm shopping for a suit, I have to go to a few specific stores because a lot of stores still sell the old cut. That is like you want your shoulders to look huge, yeah, loose on you. It really swamps you. You know, you walk in and you can't even see the person except for their head. (laughs) And now the cut, because of these basketball players, the cut is super slim. Super slim. You want it to show off your body a little bit. Maybe this comes back to what we're talking about. Maybe Maybe so. But uh, anyway... Um, OKC fans, it looks like Danilo Gallinari may be traded before the trade deadline today. Uh. So just get ready. Don't burn his jersey if you bought one. We, he's only been here like eight months. So, yeah. But just be prepared. Prepare your heart. This team has been a ton <laughs> of fun to watch. Um, but we knew it was coming. Danilo fits so perfectly with any team. So yeah. Phil's looking at me like, who's Danilo? No, I, I think I know who You know Gallinari? Is. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's Italian and just wonderful. Yeah. So. Great player. Well, this was a great episode, I think. Yeah, this is a really good episode. And there's a lot more company. we could talk about about this. And I'm sure it'll come up again. Oh, for sure. It's a worldly uh, world it out a there. Big, it's a big, yeah. The whole sexual thing in the world is is huge. Huge. It's a big deal yeah. uh, in our culture. It's a, very, we're, it's a very sexually charged popular culture yeah. these days. So I'm sure this subject will come up again. And, man, I appreciate your insight once again on all this stuff and uh, your leadership with our students a lot. And, man, that was good. Yeah. It was a tasty second breakfast. Yeah, I really enjoyed eating uh, second breakfast with you again, Phil. So we'll have to do it again next week. Yeah, and if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, please like, comment, share, all that good stuff. We really we need you guys out there to uh, help us get the word out. And please uh, interact with us. Send us some questions. We'd oh, for sure. Here. We would love to base some of our topics off of what you want to hear, as well as if you disagree with something we talk about. You know, we well, would love to hear. Well, if you disagree with something Lucas says, I don't think really. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably always agree with Phil. He's probably. a pretty lovable guy. But uh, anyway, so if you do disagree with Phil, his address is. I'm just joking. I'm not going to do that. Just write to I don't give a rip at gmail.com. No, I'm no, we'll kidding. listen. Totally we kidding. So completely. Kidding. Well, y'all have an amazing week. We look forward to seeing you at second. 
not really seeing you. But we look forward to you listening to Second Breakfast. Yeah, join us next time on Second Breakfast.